Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bitly and Murata Mornings, Social Studies. Brought to you by HigherPrice.com. Carol Royce, your home sold guaranteed realty. Oh, it's a time of the morning where we hit all the pressing issues, and admittedly, some not so pressing issues. On Social Studies, at Bickley underscore Murata on X, Sarah's here to take us through it. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Welcome in, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day to those who care. Same Happy Arizona's birthday to yep. all of us. All you married people on the show got big uh, romantic Valentine's Day plans? No? Yes. I get to sit at home while Jordan covers ASU basketball. Nice. Yeah. I'm making dinner tonight. And then we're going out to dinner this weekend. Good, good for hey. you. That'll be fun. What about you guys? I'm work- Amateur hour. <laughs> I'm working a Suns game. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, your Otherwise, true love yeah, right there. Yeah, that's true. It's true. <laughs> that's perfect. It doesn't have to be a person. It can be Are they going to do a special like kiss cam at the game or anything? Oh, of course they are. I don't know. Tune in to find out. I hate those things. Okay. Welcome into Social Studies, everybody. Hey, listeners, we love you. Thank you so much for being with us every day. You're on Bickley and Murata Mornings. We are listeners, on Listeners, will you be our Valentine? Please. We're on Twitter slash X at Bickley underscore Murata. We're also on Instagram at Bickley and Murata. Let's start with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, impressive night for quite a few players for the Suns in their win over the Kings last night, including Royce O'Neal. Um, that was his second game as mm-hmm. a Phoenix son and uh, stepped in for Bradley Beal beautifully. So of these four options, which role player will have the biggest impact on the Suns' success as they head down the final stretch of the regular season? The four options to vote on are Royce O'Neal, Eric Gordon, who also had a great night last night, Grayson Allen, or Bull Bull. I'm still leaning Grayson Allen. I think, I think Royce and Gordon are going to make it interesting. Yeah, I, I want to vote. I, I, my heart wants to vote for Eric Gordon because I've seen him be that big time shot maker, and he's going to bring that experience that they need in the postseason. But he's just been so up and down that I, I think I, I think I'm siding with Vinny. I think yeah. Grayson Allen's the answer. I okay. think Eric Gordon at this point of his career mm-hmm. is the Eric Gordon one out of every three games, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, how about the biggest play of last night's game? Arguably, was the offensive rebound off the missed free throw from Booker, and it was a Kogi and yes. Allen combining on that. So two role players combining on a big play. A Kogi climbing up. Yep. Sabonis yep. is back for that rebound. Yeah. Tipping it to Grayson. All right. Um, let's get to our listener voting. Grayson Allen will have the biggest impact on the team's success down the stretch as far as role players go, according to 59% of our voters. 26% think, after what they saw last night, it's going to be Royce O'Neal who has the biggest impact. 13% go with Eric Gordon. Sorry, Bull Bull. 2% of the vote for you. John Nybick says Grayson Allen has become a top shooter in the NBA, getting open looks. But the real answer here is the entire second unit, guys, 6 through 10. They will be the difference from an early playoff exit or a championship. Can I add something to this? Please. Uh, you said sorry, Bull Bull. There was only one of those players mentioned in that poll question that had a woman dressed up at a Suns game at the Suns game last night as a heart-shaped box of candy holding a sign that says bull bull you are loved oh those other three guys didn't get that <laughs> forget you eric gordon okay hey the heart wants what the heart wants yes. 
Indeed. J-Rod Card says, the way I look at answering this question is which one of these four players would hurt the team the most if they were gone or out for the rest of the Ooh. season? And the answer is Grayson Allen. Yes. For sure. Yes. Um, Paulson J. Healy says, hey, if Royce O'Neal plays like he did last night consistently, he and Grayson both will be incredible for the team. Okay. Next question. We are looking for the best individual rivalry in sports right now. One-on-one rivalries. Yusuf Nurkic and Draymond Green keep yapping at each other via social media, via Draymond's podcast. What is the best individual rivalry right now? Ooh, that's a great question. It's hard for me to see past what's going on right now in our own backyard between those two. I don't think it's the greatest, but I can't. I can't really think of one off the top of my head that's better right now. That's hotter than that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, individual rivalry. Booker and Luca. That's a good one. That's a good one. Suggested here by Kurt. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I like that one. I okay, like I that would one. Say that's hotter that's still than, yeah. than Draymond. And oh, Nerd. definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Booker and Luca, the whole league recognizes. Right. Nurkic and Draymond is just kind of silliness that we're looking yeah, at. Right, yeah, right, exactly. Are uh, we missing, like, uh, is there just not a lot of individual rivalries well, in sports these days? Not, I mean, well, you've, if you start in individual sports, it uh, again, golfers play against the course, not each other. Tennis, it's... Uh, you, you, it's we're past that. We're past Quarter, that. Quarterbacks are, yeah. are not on the field at the same time. At the same time. Yeah. These are some good ones from our listeners. <laughs> Best individual rivalry in sports right now. Alex Rivera says Kyle Shanahan versus situational football. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, we do have Book and Luca. Justin Prestigard says Bickley and Murata versus Jarrett's biggest takeaways. That's Social awesome. studies <laughs> questions. That is a heated rivalry. <laughs> yes, it is. Seabacher44 says Anthony Davis versus Balance. Hey, listen, Anthony Davis had a st- stunning block shot last night. He diffused a three-on-one by himself, so he is, he's a very good defensive player uh-huh. when he's not falling down. Eddie V says Rory McIlroy versus Phil Mickelson. I like that one. Is I it like that is one. it against Phil or is it against Rory's kind Liv? of softened though? Well that that's that's true. He has. Uh and then last individual rivalry best in sports right now, Jimbo says Gambo versus the English language. There's no rivalry. Minnesota English language in a blowout. <laughs> that's <laughs> a hammer and a nail. Decision. <laughs> right. And still, heavyweight champion of the world. Oh. The English language. Devin Booker. <laughs> Okay, we don't have time to get into... Can you imagine if he did get traded to Minnesota? Oh, my goodness. Devin Booker in Minnesota? Minnetonker? Like a good neighbor. Minneapolis. Schwarzenegger come from? Okay. That commercial. Did you see the Super Bowl commercial? Yes. Yes. It just ripped off that Simpsons episode. Up and Adam. That's up and at them. Up and at them. <laughs> we don't have time to dive into the last social studies question. We're asking you for your best, worst, or most memorable Valentine's Day stories. But I do just want to quickly read one reply, Vince. Okay. And maybe during the break, we can discuss um, We can discuss something. Brandon Murata. His oh, best no. story about Valentine's oh, Day no. is mm. not having to buy flowers or waste money for a woman who will eventually dump me every year. <laughs> wow. 
It's a pretty peaceful life, he says. uh, His father's son. Yeah, do we need to talk about where he got this from? Smart man. No, it's it's a it's a long discussion that we don't have time for. Okay, Brandon, I hope you have a great day. They're all great days. Are they? I really wish you wouldn't have read that. <laughs> What's that? He tweeted it for yeah, the he world. Tweeted he tweeted it for us. He, he answered us. That, that, that is true. Maybe that's a maybe that's a ploy on his part. Hmm? Oh, yeah. to find a woman who's like, I'll fix him. Is that what we're looking for? Oh, listen, buy a puppy. That's the shortcut. Name, name a moose. moose. Buy a puppy. Yeah, name a moose. Oh, I want an English bulldog. So bad. I just want to hug my son so right now. Cute. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Thanks everybody guys. who chimed in on social studies every day at uh, nine o'clock at Bickley underscore Murata on X. Coming up next, it's a bittersweet moment. It's our final discussion, NFL discussion of the year with Mark Schlereth. He joins us straight ahead. Bickley Murata mornings here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. NFL analyst Mark Schlereth talks football with Bickley and Murata. Brought to you by Earnhardt Ford and Chandler. Shop local. Shop EarnhardtFord.com. Bickley and Murata mornings on this Wednesday. The Super Bowl in the rearview mirror. It's officially the NFL offseason. And here to wrap things up, he joins us every Wednesday to talk NFL. The one and only Mark Schlereth from NFL on Fox 104.3, the fan in Denver. Mark, good morning to you, sir. Well, good morning, guys. Uh, this is going to be great. I mean, I, I mean, our last one. I, I, but we'll, I'm sure we'll talk in the offseason as well, right? <laughs> let's get this. Uh, let's, right. let's talk again uh, when the Suns and Nuggets meet up in the playoffs. Oh, that be What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That what we got. That we'll have only four opportunities before we sweep you guys. So that'll be great. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I guess I set you up for that one. Uh, Super Bowl. Hey, look, it, I, I, it was good defense in the first half. It wasn't the most eventful first half. Overall, a good Super Bowl. The way it ended, we got some storylines to carry us into the the off season. What were your your big thoughts on Super Bowl Fifty Eight? Well, I mean, obviously, you can't give Mahomes an opportunity to walk you off nope. if you go walk you off. And so that that was a big takeaway. You cannot dominate the first half like San Francisco dominated the first, first half. Physically, time, possession, everything else, and come away with a seven-point a t- a seven lead. 10 to 3 going into halftime. Um, you know, Kyle Shanahan, and you know, I love the Shanahans, right? Yep. I mean, I, those guys are my, they're my guys, but, you know, you come out of the half and you have three th- or two three and out drives with three plays apiece, all of them pass it. And, you know, I heard him reference this, uh, you know, in post game. Well, you know, when you go three and out, it's hard to establish a run game. You know, when it's really hard to establish a run game, when you don't run the ball, that's when it's really hard to establish. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just like uh, some of those things I look at, and it just, mm, it, it was just hard. The other thing I think with the, you know, the new overtime rules, it, you know, that one surprised me as well as they didn't defer, so they knew exactly what they had to do. That one also kind of bothered me a little bit there in overtime, but just a lot of little things. That went on during the course of the game. Um, that you know the details of it, where you where you look at it and say, "Hey, man, um, the details." You know, the devil's in the details, and that's what 
wins and loses you you football games and when it's kind of nut cutting time if you will the Kansas City Chiefs just find a way to make things happen and um and that's just kind of who they are and so uh, it's the reason they were able to, to repeat. And it's the reason they won four of the last five. Kind of piggybacking on your point about what San Francisco did and didn't do offensively. I thought one of the huge plays of the game was that first drive. San Francisco came out and they looked hungry. They looked explosive. And the McCaffrey fumble, I think, took a lot of wind out of their sails. How how big was that in, in the grand scheme in your mind? I think it was, you know, I think it's big, but McCaffrey still had a, you know, had a heck of a football game and was all over the place as well. And, you know, it's disappointing and you get the wind out of your sails a bit, but at the same time you look at the drive and you sit there and say, man, we just, we just kicked their ass. Like mm-hmm. we, like that's, that's a good feeling. By the way, I said for three of the last five, yes. they, they've won, they've been to four, they've won three. I screwed that up, but um, anyhow, long story short is is I think you take I, I think it's disappointing the fumble happened, but I think you have to take out of that like man, we are really like our stuff is really working, um, and we're we're you know we're cruising right now. So those are just those are just some of the things that I think about over the course of you know when mistakes happen, can you take you know can you take some something positive out of uh, out of that drive, and I think you can. Now, we know that all you ever did was win, 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 no matter what, 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 Mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for the 49ers now, and for Kyle Shanahan to be 0 for 3, if you factor in that Atlanta game when he was the OC, do you imagine that's going to be a difficult thing? And I'm asking for Cardinal fans everywhere. Do you think the 49ers might have a hard time, you know, getting that camaraderie back, getting that motivation back? Um, I you know I don't think so. They're really and they're an incredibly talented team. Um, they're really well coached. They're a really good team. I feel like I feel horrible for for Kyle because you know you're going to have to answer the question. Like I was saying on my radio show today or yesterday, it, it just felt like uh, the little the the little river band. You know, have you heard about the lonesome loser? You know, and then like. <laughs> Sit down, take a look at yourself. Right? <laughs> I, I just was like, "Oh my goodness! Don't you think you should run the ball?" Uh, I, you know, I just was like, "You're going to have to answer that question." And in reality, you know, when you were with Atlanta, you got beat by Brady, and the last two times you've been there, one with Garoppolo and one with Purdy, you got beat by a guy that they're considering, you know, taking over the goat title in Patrick Mahomes. So, Good point. Hey, sometimes your guy is just better than our guy, right? That's just kind of the way it goes sometimes. And, you know, you're going to have to answer that question. And I think it's kind of a faulty question, but you're going to have to answer that question and you're going to have to continually answer that question. Can you win the big one? Uh, you're going to have to answer it until you win a big one. And and life ain't fair, and that's just the way it works. Mark Schlereth, our guest. We talk NFL with him on Wednesdays. Speaking about that question, can you win the big one? Uh, and, and it certainly is going to hang over the head of Kyle Shanahan. The Brock Purdy question was big going in. It was very loud going in. I thought he was okay. I thought he played okay in the Super Bowl. It, it, do you, did he do anything to sway you one way or the other that uh, he can be a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Oh no, I don't. I, he didn't do anything. I mean, I think he's. I think he's every bit of you know the potential to be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I don't think a lot of it had to do with him. Even mm-hmm. on that, 
you know, overtime, third down and four yeah. throw, um, they busted protection. Like, I don't care who the quarterback is. You get somebody, you know, hitting you in the, in the mouth. Um, it's hard to complete passes. And so, and it's a busted protection, too. That's the other crazy thing is, again, like I said with the two teams, in critical situations, in critical moments, um, can you make plays in those critical moments or do you bust a protection? And, you know, and, and there's like there's legitimate chatter out there. And, and it is about the holding calls of the tackles. And uh, they undressed both on a couple critical third downs. Yeah. That should have been called. I mean, absolutely should have been called. And I don't know if I don't know how it works. Um, if ref, if referees get mesmerized by Patrick Mahomes and they're watching him and they're not, you know, they miss like obvious blatant holding calls. It's you know there was a, a third down conversion, a third down and one, and one of those. I think it was a game tying drive. It was third down and four or five where Mahomes goes around left end and Bosa is literally getting tackled and he goes right by him and no, no flights come out. And so, you know, for the conspiracy theorists out there, you know, I understand oh, yeah. that, but, but, you know, for me, I look at it like, Hey man, you got mesmerized by Mahomes and maybe somebody just missed something accidentally. It happens. Uh, it, it's never perfect. But you had plenty of opportunities to kind of handle your business, and and you should have scored twenty points in the first half. Yeah, and that would have made that comeback a lot harder. But you didn't, and you know, and I'm always one of those guys that has always believed. I've always been coached this way. It doesn't. We can't let it come down to a one play. We can't let it come down to one missed call. We can't let that happen. We've got to basically impose our will on people. And San Francisco just didn't get that done. Um, I just didn't do enough of it. Uh, Any time in history that we have seen a two-time defending NFL champion, um, the NFL comes up with something in that year three that says, nope, no more, you're done winning, we're going to stand in your way. Uh, the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes might be something different, and and you've got a vested interest in this because they're in your division with a head coach who's probably now going to have to figure out a way to plot and get over that team, and the same with Jim Harbaugh. Your thoughts on, on, on this this quarterback in this team and what it's going to take to knock them off yeah it, well one every time you play you are going to have a target on your back there's no question about it um will there will they call the game a little bit differently based on all the success that they've had and you know it, it's interesting because you know you look back on your own career and how do things change when you've won back-to-back championships. Now, Elway retired for us, so it really wasn't, you know, it really wasn't one of those things where you had a legitimate chance to three-peat because you lost your starting quarterback, a Hall of Famer and all that stuff. But certainly, they changed the way um, some of the things they did that that were never called holding before that they changed. Um, some of the backside cut stuff and all that kind of stuff was always it was way more scrutinized. So you definitely felt that. Um, I don't know if there's something that um, like Kansas City consistently does that the league can essentially look at and say, hey, we're going to call this tighter or we're going you know, to do that. But um, it comes down to all the other guys in the AFC right now, all those other quarterbacks, all those other football teams that have a chance, man. At some point, somebody's got to knock off this beast that is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs at least – 
Uh, I know we're not going to do it here in Denver, but, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> somebody has the ability to do it because, you know, we certainly do. And we certainly don't. I mean, we're innocent bystanders in this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, it's been a pleasure as always. Yeah, Thank always, you so man. much uh, for wrapping up another year with us and uh, being so available. Our listeners absolutely love it when you come on, so we appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll talk to you guys down the road for sure. Sounds good, Mark. Be well. Mark Schlereth, NFL on Fox, 104.3 The Fan in Denver. Every week during the football season for I don't know how many years now. I think it's probably about seven straight years Mark's come on with us. We appreciate it here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Next question. Don't ask me any more questions about this. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) That's the dumbest damn question I've ever heard in my life. I swear to God. It is time for an Ask Me Anything Wednesday here. Uh, you could send us all your questions on Bickley underscore Murata on X. Sarah and I will go through our favorites about sports, pop culture, and life and ask Bickley Murata and myself and Sarah. Sarah, you could start off. Yes, love this question from Sports Kebab Fan Club for anyone on the show. It's a one-member club, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Patty Cazell. I didn't know she knew how to work Twitter. Uh, if you could be a contestant on one game show, what would it be, and how do you think you would do? Ooh, I think I do. Uh, uh, I don't know. Listen, I, I think the one that I would like to do most would be Jeopardy, but but I don't think I would do that well because the people who do do it well like know everything. Yes, if that makes sense. That was once upon a time my answer yes. to that question. But then I, it, it's so humbling. Take the test, and you, you walk out of there feeling like you're the dumbest person on the planet. Oof. Uh, so that's not the answer. Celebrity Jeopardy. They dumb it down just enough. Sports Jeopardy. No, actually, no, no, no. Rock and Roll Jeopardy. Remember that show? You'd do good at that. Yeah. Yeah. Week uh, of the shows that are alive today, Weakest Link for me. Okay. I also tried out for that show and failed to get on. Weakest Link is terrible because you can't control whether you win or not. The best people, they always vote off third to last. Yeah, it's true, but I think I could just, I could fly under the radar. Okay. All right. um, This is for both of you, but I think Vince really like fits in this one. What's the most popular movie that you've never seen? Ooh. The Godfather? Still never seen. That's a good one. Yeah, that's but a good hey, one. But hey, me too. You've I'm never ca- seen I'm catching up on all mafia related yes. entertainment. Yeah. So that's on my list. Right. Avatar, never saw Avatar. Have no desire to see Avatar. Well, that's, yeah, that's, a, that's, not, that's not in your wheelhouse. I mean, that's the answer. That's the most, that's yeah, the second highest. most gross high snack. Avengers one? Endgame. I guess that one applies too. I never saw that one either. <laughs> no snap for you. Well, it's me. Right for me, we all know it's Fletch. Yes. <laughs> Did you watch Fletch? <laughs> okay. There's your Valentine's Day plan. A nice romantic viewing of Fletch. There you with go, Mrs. Bickley. There you go. Speaking of Valentine's Day, Jarrett's Beans. Oh boy. Wants to know what is the worst Valentine's gift that your spouse or partner has ever given you? Expose them. Anyone Women don't usually enough? give the men Valentine's Day gifts. It's unfair. What? Not what do you true. mean? Not true. Oh. Um, I, it's, not a, it's not a two-way thing? In, that's funny. <laughs> go, Karen, go! Save this is a point. shower me with gifts holiday for some women in your experience, Jared. Yeah. Um, I, I, there was another question, too, about Valentine's Day and social studies. I, I don't have any 
really good or bad memories about Valentine's Day? Most of mine are like in the third and fourth grade. Yeah. You know, when you'd gather, yeah. when you'd gather up the Valentine's. Yeah, when you gather counts. up the Valentine's and you'd look at the back and you'd be scramble oh, for the girl you had a crush on. You oh, just yeah. hoping she put oh, hearts those on there. Are good times. Yeah. That's true. Did yeah. she? The, the Some, height of my sometimes, romantic. Sometimes. We'll let Brandon Marotta answer that. <laughs> oh, no. Here's here's one, uh, and we're gonna do this one as a dueling gambos. Okay. All right. <laughs> Favorite Bobbies in sports. Bobby Valentine. Oh. Ricky Bobby. Now you just took mine. <laughs> Bobby Mercer. Oh, that's oh, you got a good one. Dance turn. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I uh, I think I'm... Um, Guest yesterday. Local Bobby? Guest yesterday on the show. Bobby, Bobby Hurley. Bobby Labonte. Ooh. Ricky Bobby. Bobby Thigpen. Remember him? Oh, yeah. I do, yeah. Bobby one. Bonilla. That's Bobby a good Bonds. one. Well, Jared's good at this Well, game. he's got the list in front he of him. He's got the list in front of me. I'm just ripping <laughs> over here. What, is, I'm what, is, and what does that have to do with anything? All right, let's get to Dirty Diana. Oh, okay. Dirty Diana wants to know, have you all made and kept a New Year's resolution at any point in your life? No. What was it, and how long did you last? Again, boring uh, holiday-related uh, question. No. Yeah, listen, uh, two out of the f- last four years, I've gotten through dry January. This year, I lasted, what, a half day? Is that a record? <laughs> It still shows some restraint on your part. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> wow, what a loser I am. But to get through it twice, like, my January almost became that way just because of my schedule and then mm-hmm. getting sick, being on medication. Mm-hmm. But I didn't set out for that to happen. No. Do you think that goals and resolutions are the same thing? Because I set goals for the year. But for some reason, people look at the word resolution as like, ugh, that's for the... Lame people, the weak-minded people, I, no, whatever. That's a great point. I I do view goals differently because yeah. I do I do set like not officially. I don't write it down, but in the past I've said I'm going to accomplish something difficult mm-hmm. this this calendar year. Mm-hmm. And I used examples of like maybe studying a different language or learning a musical instrument. I haven't done any of those things. <laughs> I haven't, so the answer is still I no. those goals. Going to be a better person. That would be a resolution to me is like saying I'm starting to take guitar lessons on January second. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't look at it that way. Okay. For me, it's like I'm going to launch this big project this year that I, but I need to take mm. six steps to get there. So I'm going to do it. But this by March and this by May well, and this by whatever. And and resolutions largely fail because they're always grandiose and not really well defined. Yeah. Smart goals. Yeah. You right. Know what I Smart heard? goals. Quantifiable. 94% of all people who have set <laughs> resolutions have already booted on them. Yep, they have. <laughs> Bye. Oh, do we have time for one more no or are more, we breaking no more here? Time, Man, we got some good ones. Yes. Keep sending them in. Keep sending, yes. You Maybe we can file recycle those away later. and recycle for yeah. our future yeah. AMA yeah. or AUA. As it should be called. Ask us anything. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for everybody who has submitted questions. Some final thoughts on this uh, Wednesday, Valentine's Day, coming up next here on Bickley and Murata Mornings, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Bickley and Murata, song of the day. Goodness for Queens. I drive a sports car just to prove I'm 
Ten years. Uh, he, the dude who wrote this said it was ten years ago that I took that pill in a be the. Oh, so ten years from the I got you right from the experience of it all or uh, whatever. Yeah, so. Mike Mike Posner is that? That's him. Yeah, yeah that's him. Yeah. Wow, good flex, Vinny. I'm reading it right off of Mustache the YouTube. YouTube. Uh, I've seen him both ways. Ooh. I'm looking at two different pictures of him right now. Uh-oh. We gotta wait till it kicks in. Should I just fast forward? Yes. Sure. I think it's coming pretty quickly. It's a it sounds kind of trippy. Yeah. I would suggest if you're in Ibiza, uh, don't take anything stronger than ibuprofen. Good point. I took a pill in Ibiza. Yeah. Mike Posner, today's Dan Bickley suggested song of the day. Oh, boy. Bickley and Murata going off the grid. Off the grid. Brought to you by Sweet James Accident Attorneys. If you've been hurt in an accident, call Sweet James at 800-500-5200 or sweetjames.com. Quick look at today's Sanderson Ford poll question. At the uh, start of the of spring training, what are your expectations for the Diamondbacks in 2024 in terms of win total? Mm. 95 or more, 90 to 94, 85 to 89, 80 to 84, or 79 wins or fewer? I like B. I do too, 90 to 94, probably on the lower end of that scale. But I yeah, think they can, I'm I good think with they that. can reach 90. Yeah, that, I'm good with that. That's the vote. 20% say 90 to 94. What is this? 64% say 79 wins or fewer. Wow. Haters. 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 Dodger fans. You know what? You're not invited to the freaking party. All the Dodger right. fans are in town to yeah. see Otani in spring training. Right. And yeah. They know how to use the internet. Hijack. Enjoy your 113 regu- uh, win regular season, <laughs> right. and we'll see you right. in October. We'll see you in October. Ah. Right. We can, we can find Hi, some Clayton. Olympic, Good we? to see you. Uh, yeah. You can vote on that at the front uh, homepage at ArizonaSports.com. All right. Oh. No, go ahead. Okay, real quick, I wanted to bring this up. Uh, this is also the 34-year anniversary of the night that Michael Jordan had to wear number 12. Now, do you remember this? Vaguely? I do. February 14th, 1990, the Bulls were playing the Magic. They rolled in, and uh, some overzealous arena security guard stole his jersey from the visitor's locker room. They later found it in the ceiling. <laughs> what? So Michael Jordan uh, had to wear the only jersey that the team had that wasn't taken, and that was number 12. And he promptly scored, uh, what did he do? He scored 49 points wearing number 12 with no name on the back. You know what's interesting about that mm. is the uh, NBA Hoops brand basketball cards. Sam Vincent, they were playing the Orlando Magic that night. Sam Vincent played for the Magic. And his card is him going up for a layup with Michael Jordan on defense wearing number 12. So it's made that card somewhat mm. valuable. I may have that card. Actually, mm-hmm. I don't even know. I'd have to go back and check a full box. But it's been captured in be- basketball card form since then. That's, uh, yeah. yeah. Isn't that weird? Yes. Isn't uh, that weird? There's uh, a, another betting-related story on the Super Bowl. Did you see the sway in votes on the prop bet for the Gatorade color? There was so much action coming in on purple. 
Eric uh, Richter of the New York Post it's, uh, reported significant sharp action on the color purple, which caused an online sports book to drop uh, the odds from plus 275 to minus 130. Wow. Another sports book had 60% of the overall betting money on purple. Do you know why? Because everybody knows what it is, and it's not hidden information. And they're drinking it. Pre-game. I, I never understood why they took... They took prop bets on something that so many had, inf- so many people had information on, like the length of the national anthem. You know how many people know how long that's going to go? Right. As, as but, we found well, out from Bick's good friend, who sang the anthem. <laughs> <laughs> but as that though, like she's it's, not my good friend. Uh, the, Great friend. Yeah. Great friend. That's Wolf, it. Wolf actually brought this up about like the prop bets about you know how many times are they going to show Taylor Swift for example. Yeah. The cameraman in charge of showing Taylor Swift knows how many times he's going to go to her. No, he doesn't. That's not true. The director would know. Or could and the director maybe not would even. Okay, that's or, what I no, mean. No, could not know, but could could influence. Could influence. Shown yes. Twelve times during the Super Bowl. Could influence it. But you don't know how many touchdowns Travis Kelsey is going to no. score or how many times that he's going to have a big yeah. catch. Whatever that all influences. Let's well. go back to something else. Are you telling me Reba is not the 14-year-old monster's godmother? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? <laughs> she really is as nice as she looks, though. I, 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 this, that is not a lie. Uh, by the way, yeah. I was just thinking about this last night. Um, the Suns, once upon a time, when Matt... Uh, Ishbia took over as owner over a year ago now. Mm-hmm. One of the early storylines was going to bring back a G League team. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of went away. It floated off into the ether. And today the announcement came out. The Suns are indeed adding a G League team for next season that will play in the Phoenix metro area. And they're having a contest to name the team. Oh! So if it's Suns, and then when the, when the W started up, they named the team the Mercury. Name the team. Are we saying with the solar system thing? Because I got the perfect name. The, what is it? The Arizona Uranus. <laughs> what? Wow. I did not expect that. Neither did Sarah, apparently. <laughs> planetary. The logo possibilities are endless. Oh, well, that is definitely that. Yeah. Right? Wow. <laughs> Forgive me. I'm working on like seven minutes. No, no. It's quite, it's quite okay, man. Somebody said Venus. Wouldn't a Venus been a better because of yeah the female affiliation female affiliation and yeah. a planet close to the sun? I don't know. We'll see. We know we have creative people in Phoenix that will come up with a good name. Yes, indeed. I just hope it's not like the West Valley Suns or something like that. You know, yeah. right? How about the daughters. No of the, of Shut the up, Jared. I'm just going to let that one marinate yeah, for a second. Yeah, right. Thanks to Mark Schlereth, Zach Gallantori, Lavello. We'll catch you tomorrow. Wolf and Luke up next.